Welcome to Nazi Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and we are going to talk about the Tooth Fairy. Well, one version of the Tooth Fairy for this town called Darkness Falls. There's only one actor in this movie that I even vaguely remember from anything else, so we're just not going to talk about actors. I will say, the three main actors did a really good job. The guy that plays Kyle, our main character, Kat, our other main character, and Kat's brother, who's a like a 10-year-old kid. All three of them do a really really good job in this one the other characters do good too but you spend most of your time with these characters and they're all pretty likable they make sense usually once we get into this more you'll understand what i mean by that so this movie is about a legend of the tooth fairy where if you peek when you put your last tooth under your pillow and she comes to get it if you see her she'll fucking kill you and kyle has an incident when he's 10 which forces him to leave darkness falls and then cat's brother has some issues that are similar to his so she calls and gets him back to town and then stuff happens There's a few movies that this movie reminds me of. We'll start with a bad one. The Boogeyman has basically the same setup. Kid sees something terrifying, leaves town, has to come back to town. Old love interest pops in, some shit happens. Unfortunately for that movie, it sucks. This one is good. Also, Lights Out is similar, or at least this movie reminds me of that, even though this movie came out like 10 years before that movie. And a little bit of Mama in there as well, because the creature in this one, the Tooth Fairy, has its own sound that only it makes. And most of the time, the characters can hear it, but sometimes only the character that's being targeted hears it. Kind of depends on the scene so yeah this one's a good one i would recommend watching it if you haven't seen it before you even listen to the rest of this review but hey that's up to you i typically watch reviews even if i haven't seen the movie even if they're spoiler reviews all the way through to the end so let's do this we're getting to the overview we start off with the backstory of the tooth fairy it was 150 years ago from the start of this movie matilda was an old lady that lived alone, didn't have any kids, and the kids would bring her their last tooth and she would give them a coin. So she got nicknamed the Tooth Fairy, but then her house caught on fire and she got horribly scarred, like to the point where her skin is so sensitive that if she goes out in the light, it burns her. So she has to wear a porcelain mask. Unfortunately, a couple of kids go missing, and since she is now a monster instead of a nice old lady just because she got her house burned down, They accuse her and they go to hang her. And as they hang her, she curses the town that I will take what I used to give. So if your kids see me after they lose their last tooth, I'm going to fucking kill them. Literally the next day, the kids were found safe and sound. So then we meet up with Kyle as a 10 year old ripping his tooth out. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think I ever ripped a tooth out like that before ever it's like just wiggle it around in your mouth a little bit with your tongue until it loosens up no need to bleed everywhere it's just a tooth calm down so he's getting tucked in by his mom and uh he sees some shadows and some shit and it's cat jump scare boos him through the window which we're gonna let this jump scare slide because it was a character jump scaring another character on purpose so we'll say that's organic the final jump scare of this movie is bullshit though (laughs) so they have an awkward conversation because it's the we're kids and everybody thinks we should be together because we're the bestest friends of all time and we always hang out with each other you know that kind of relationship it's that kind of relationship well at the end of this awkward conversation they do end up kissing and they're going to the dance tomorrow or like the next day or whatever and she leaves and he goes to sleep and it's sometime later in the middle of the night 
He's awoken by the rushing sound of wind and a scream. I can't really describe the scream. It's it's more like an inward scream. When you hear it, you'll understand. I'm not going to do it on here because A, I don't know how to edit it to make it not hurt your ears. And B, I don't feel like doing it. But she has a particular sound. It's not as memorable as Mama's, but at least it's there. Then he starts scanning the room and he starts seeing shadows move. And then he goes under his sheets like a good scared child. Always do that. And he grabs her a flashlight. So now this motherfucker should just close his eyes and go to sleep. Unfortunately, he decides peeking is a good idea. Luckily, he has the flashlight because as soon as he basically opens his eyes, she's right in his fucking face. And by the way, you have to look her in the face for her to get you. If you see, like, her cloak, she doesn't come after you. FYI. Luckily, the flashlight beams her right in the eyes and she flies off. But this makes him scream, which wakes his mama. And his mama goes towards his room, but he's in the bathroom with the lights on. Perfect place to go. Whitest room in the house reflects the most amount of light. Good call. She doesn't believe him, obviously, that there's somebody after him in his room. And she goes to check his room and he's like, just stay in the light, please, if you're going to have to do that. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I'd rather get killed by this thing. So then she gets killed by this thing and she gets crumpled onto the floor. You don't really get to see it. It's more like flash cut type of stuff. There's two gripes in this movie. Like, there's three. I have three complaints about this movie. Two are nitpicks and one is an editing mistake. We'll get to the editing mistake later. But they show the aftermath of the gore. Or not the gore, the attacks. Which is usually a crumpled person on the floor with fingernail scratches all over them. Like on their face and stuff. I just would like to see more of the actual act is all. But, I mean, it gets the point across. You see parts of it. It's it's not a negative. I It doesn't take away from the movie. It's exciting enough without having to see that. Although, in the perfect world, I'd like to see it. And then the other thing is, we'll get to that like in a few seconds here. So he stays in the bathroom, door closed, sits in the bathtub, and you can hear the tooth fairy searching the room trying to find a way in. And finally, she bursts the door open, but then gets scared off by the light. And he He sits in the bathtub all night and she stays guard waiting for him to leave that room. But morning happens and he gets, he doesn't have a dad. So he gets shipped off to a foster home. And there's murmurs of him being the one that killed his mom. Second pet peeve. And this one's going to keep coming up. But how though? The things in this movie that we're going to get to theoretically make sense. There's nobody else in the room. There's no forced entry or exit. I understand that. But hear me out. How's a fucking 10 year old going to fucking crumple his mom into the ground and claw her face that deep and her skin that deep? And did they check underneath his fingernails? Because this kid doesn't look like he has them. To see if there's any skin matter there, there would be chunks, there'd be blood and chunks of his mom's skin under his fingernails. And you might be saying, well, he could have washed it off. Well, you wouldn't say that if you saw this kid who's fucking pale white, still has scratches on his face and blood. He did not clean shit. All you had to do was investigate. Been like, somebody must have came in the front door, fucking brutalized the mom, and fucking left out the front door again. That could have been the only explanation. Because I don't see this kid. I mean, he's a pretty big kid and he's supposed to be 10, but still. It's like a grown-up without a weapon probably wouldn't have been able to do what happens to these people in this movie. And it's like none of the characters ask, well, how did, how could they possibly have done that? It's just straight to, well, they did it. We're not going to get so in-depth with the rest of them, but I am going to bring it up every time it happens. Because other than these few gripes, this movie's a fucking, it's a great 85-minute long horror movie. 
It's a good ride. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Nobody gets too annoying because the movie's not long enough to keep him around long enough to be annoying. It's some good shit. So it's 12 years later. Kate's brother is having night terrors. All the tests come back clean. And when he finally gets to speak, he says, I saw her and it can't... Something along the lines of, I miswrote it in my notes. Now I can't remember the quote. Basically, he's saying, I can't be in the dark because she'll get me. And there's some scratches on his arm. Not too deep ones. So we cut to Kyle. His house, apartment, whatever it is, is full of generators and more lights than I have. And I have lots and lots of grow lights. Like, when 8 o'clock hits, my entire house lights up because of all the grow lights. And he has more than me. But I'm not afraid of the dark, so I guess that's part of it. Also, he's on quite a few meds. Several of them antipsychotics. Cat calls, asks Kyle how he got over his night terrors. And Kyle, I didn't dot dot dots. And as he's saying that, it pans over to the wall and there's a fucking shitload of drawings of this white masked figure in darkness. Can't imagine what that would be. So the next scene, Kyle's at the hospital. He gives Michael a flashlight, which gains the kid's trust, lets him open up. (laughs) And the fucking kid comforts Kyle. Like, or confronts Kyle. I didn't mean to say comforts. Comforts later. Confronts Kyle about the tooth fairy. And Kyle deflects because he's been told his whole entire life that this is bullshit. And now we have a kid that's saying everything's true and he's trying to sort out some shit. But Michael is, like, seriously going through some shit. Because he talks about how sometimes he thinks about turning all the lights off and... Letting her take him just so he doesn't have to be scared all the time. As terrified as he is all the time. And he tells Kyle, she's going to kill me, you know. And Kyle tries to say, no, that's not going to happen. But Michael knows what's up. About this time, Kate walks in and hears some of that creepy shit. And then they go off and talk. Michael has drawings too, which gets Kyle more willing to talk about the Tooth Fairy. Because then he asks her, did he just lose his last tooth? Yes. And he goes to try to tell what happened, and she instantly shoots it down as a fucking fairy tale. And he's like, that's one more person that won't believe me, so I guess I should probably leave, because if you're not going to listen to me, there's no reason for me to be here. I fucking totally get it, Kyle. Fucking totally. Understand you? 100%. But he meets up with Larry on the way out. I think we're supposed to know who the fuck Larry is. They didn't. They just showed some kids standing outside of a cop car and didn't say any words, so he's probably one of those kids. Who knows? So we cut to Kate and Michael. Michael feels like Kyle's the only one that can help. The first thing he does is ask where Kyle is and ask if Kyle's coming back, because literally Kyle is his only ally in this whole thing. So we cut to the inn. Kyle's nervous because it's pretty fucking dark in there and there's way too many shadows moving around and Ray, who's the typical jackass drunk of the town, gets into it with him over him killing his mom. Once again, luck and how. Kyle just walks away, doesn't want to get into a fight. Why would he? He's not violent. (laughs) But he goes outside for some fresh air and gets tackled down into the dark woods. As Ray's beating the shit out of him, he's trying to go for his flashlight until he catches a glimpse of the tooth fairy up in the trees. And out of pure rage, fear, and terror, he beats the shit out of Ray and gets his flashlight and runs off. But while Ray's recovering after getting his ass kicked, he sees her. And as Kyle runs off back to the out of the woods, you hear him get got. But then there's a search party. 
and you hear him yell again. And as Matt, the main cop, like the one that matters to the story, and Larry are looking for them, fucking Ray drops out of a fucking tree and lands on top of Larry. But we cut to Kate, who finds how to kill the Tooth Fairy in a fairy tale book. I mean, it's about as simple as that. Kyle shows up at the hospital, tells him not to give the kid any more tests. It's pretty much true. So then we go to the cop shop because he gets arrested and they grill him over the meds and the flashlights. They blame Kyle for killing Ray and then again. But how though? Do you have any idea how difficult it is to be tackled into the woods and then hoist a dead man into a fucking tree to be able to be dropped onto somebody? I'm going to go ahead and say fucking bullshit. These cops don't know how to do their fucking job in this town. Like, I'm not saying blame it on a fucking tooth fairy, but literally doing something that's physically, humanly impossible. I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. How? There's like one more of these and then I'll be done. I'm sorry. Suicide attempts get brought up, like they're reading off his rap sheet of his medical stuff, and suicides get brought up. It's important for later. They put him in a cell, and now Michael's asleep in the hospital, and he rolls over in his sleep, and his arm goes into the darkness, and some screaming happens, and the door is locked, and now he's got a big gash along his forearm. And now they think he did it to himself because he had a psychotic break and he manifested what he thought was going to happen in real life. And this is the last time. But fucking how? It's an obvious fingernail scratch that's so deep that a child probably wouldn't be able to even fucking do it. Plus the fact that his fingernails don't have any fucking skin or blood on them. And there's no sharp tools in that place because why the fuck would you have sharp tools next to a fucking kid that's freaking out? At least a thought of a different solution other than he fucking cut his arm maybe like we don't know what happened let's talk to him about it and let's do this nope they're just like he fucking tried to commit suicide okay last time that was the last one i think so now they want to try a new procedure and this procedure is something that i want to do but then again i'm not being stalked by a fucking tooth fairy and they're gonna put him in a sensory deprivation tank to make him confront his fears which is a fucking totally fine idea in real life where there's not a monster after you probably but in this case it's basically a death sentence so larry comes and bails kyle out of jail he gets his flashlights confiscated so he goes straight to the flashlight aisle he also steals a gun kyle wants to go help michael at the hospital but larry is taking him out of town to wait until the judge gets there so he can't cause any more trouble before getting off but he lets it slip that michael is going into a sensory deprivation tank and michael takes out the gun to tell him to turn around but right before that we cut to michael and he's taking his execution pretty well he's on the bed he's not struggling he's just like if you put me in there she's gonna get me but you do what you gotta do sister so right as kyle pulls the gun she slams into the front of the car and that makes larry slam it into a tree which ejects kyle out in front of the car into the headlights unfortunately larry is not in lights and kyle yells don't look at her but he does then he gets killed sucked up into the air thrown onto the ground pulled into the weeds right in front of kyle so kyle takes the car to the hospital calls ahead he shouldn't have called ahead because that makes the cops get called so we're back at the hospital and michael is still still but he is the most terrified looking child i think i might have ever seen this kid really puts in work on being a terrified child kyle comes in just in time to get him like he's almost all the way in the deb tank like his legs probably should be slashed up if this thing was a mindless killer his legs would have been slashed up good thing it's smart enough to know to wait until the tank's closed but he doesn't go into the tank kyle tells cat 
to not put him in the dark and not do any more tests. He's telling the truth, but he goes back to the cop shop. He tries to open up to Matt about everything that happened, and Matt just doesn't listen. But Kyle brings up some statistics on unsolved murders, specifically children murders, and it might have a little bit of impact on Matt. But a storm rolls in and fucking kills the power to the whole entire fucking town, you guys. That's not good. That's not good at all. Luckily, before Kyle has a panic attack, the emergency lights kick on. We cut to Michael... And he says, we're all going to die. I love this kid for being so like, yeah, I'm just going to tell it how it is. They hear a sound in the evidence room. Matt goes to check on it. And he says he shoots at a dog. But I'm going to go ahead and say he saw her and lied to the other cops so he doesn't get mocked. But now she's attacking the cop shop. And she's flying around the room because she can fly. Uh, in a way that's making... Also, bullets don't kill her. So that doesn't help. Feels like the only thing tangible about her is her fucking mask. Because it does get shot in this scene and it breaks a little bit. So you can see some of the scarring. But she's flying around the room making the cops accidentally shoot the lights out. So she can just fucking murder them all it doesn't take much she fucking murders them all kyle steals keys off of a dead cop that she threw at him and all the cops die except for matt because kyle saves matt so then they split up but we cut to the hospital michael's like cat get under this goddamn bed right now please and then she's like no i'm a grown-up why would we do that and then dark shadowy whoosh with a terrible sound happens and she's under the bed. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Tooth Fairy decides that that bed sucks and just fucking flips it off of them. And they go on the run. They make it to an elevator and they're trying to get it to work. And she is right on their ass as she's about to take them out. And Kyle opens the elevator, pulls them in, and they start going down. And the elevator gets stuck because it's an emergency situation. Of course, the elevator was going to get stuck. But he has enough flares and lights to keep her at bay. So she decides that maybe I'll just cut the cables of the cable car and we're gonna bring up the how thing one last time if she's strong enough to cut the cables of an elevator her scratches are gonna be strong enough and deep enough to where literally no human being could do that in the way that she does it last time promise i lost my spot oh the elevator falls they get out just in time the elevator falls and they lose all their flashlights again yay no flashlights now the group has the doctor and two nurses and it's it's pretty neat how they use the light in this part of the movie well in all of the movie but this is where it really shines it's basically like a puzzle game to get out of the hospital there's one spot where you had to jump and then there's just just narrow uh patch of light that's being shined that they have to stay into and one lady gets injured because she jumps in the wrong spot and this other lady goes to help her and then gets murdered so we're down one nurse the next thing they have to do is try to go down the stairs and only the platforms of the stairs are lit up so they have to make they have to jump kate and michael get down the stairs before the lights dim so they're fine but the old nurse the doctor and kyle are at the top of the stairs and they all have to jump at the same time old nurse gets taken out they got to make the last jump and she knocks them off course fucking the only reason that kyle is alive right now is because of the severely dying light and matt comes in just in time flashes the headlights scares her off they all get into the car and they leave and they're like we're going to the lighthouse with these gas cans because it has a gas generator and the doctor's like, why don't we just stay in the car because you can't get us in here. And right after he's done saying that, he gets ripped out of the car and she attacks the car and they get a flashlight on and she go gets off and they go to the, the lighthouse. So Kyle switches the leads on the lighthouse to start using the generator. And then they start going up the stairs, and then it shows them pour the gas into the gas the tank. This is the editing mistake, because they start going up the stairs with no gas can. 
right? And then it just cuts to them pouring gas into the tank and then cuts back to them going up the stairs. It should have been added right after he switched the leads or right before he switched the leads. It's a little jarring. That's the biggest, like, misstep of the movie. So, they flip the switch up at the top of the lighthouse, and it turns on for a sec, but there's a fuel leak, so Kyle and Matt have to go fix it. Matt fixes the leak, but during that, they get attacked, and Matt gets killed while Kyle falls all the way down to the bottom of the lighthouse, and his arm, because they have lanterns, like kerosene lanterns now, and the lantern drops, and it's leaking kerosene onto Kyle's arm, but then we go back up to where Michael and Kat are, and the tooth fairy is stalking them through the window of the lighthouse until she breaks it, and their lights go out, and... Kyle makes it up there in time because they have a, a glow stick and we're at the final showdown. Michael's because the, they're trapped between darkness, light, a wall, and the switch. They can't go around, so they have to go through the obstruction to get to the switch. And the only one that can fit is Michael. And Michael gets to that switch just in time, turns it on, blasts her with light, and she just like apparates is the best way to describe it. So they all think it's over, but we know what's up. So Kyle gets raised in the air while she's screaming at him. He knocks off her mask and she looks worse without the mask on. I mean, she's supposed to look worse, but I don't, I don't love her design is all I'm going to say. But it is a twisted mass of burnt flesh. So it's not like it's bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm supposed to not like it. Who knows? Maybe it just unnerves me and that's why I don't like it. But then he sticks his arm into the lighthouse and lights it on fire and punches her in the face with it. And then she explodes because she got lit on fire and blasted with light. And that cleansed her soul. And she exploded. Just like the story tale. Story tale? Fairy tale said. So then we cut to a new kid on the block. And he lost his last tooth. Is it over? Well, he gets jump scared by his mom. So yeah, it's over. I mean, I like that it's over. It would have pissed me off if it wasn't. Because it would have made the whole movie pointless. It's just a dumb jump scare that didn't need to happen. But yeah, it's totally worth a watch. 100%. I give it a shot. It's a good time. But next week, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I might go with Chillerama. It's a anthology thing that's pretty funny and bad and good all at the same time. That one's a little bit explicit though. So we might do a different one. I don't know. Nah, we're doing Chillerama. <sighs> all right. Now that I'm done thinking about a giant sperm monster, I'll see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Have a good week. Bye.